In our breakout and best-selling book, Looking for Angels, A Guide to Understanding and Connecting with Angels, Dr. Scott Guerin and I share how you can communicate with angels, understand signs from the universe and these celestial beings, feel at peace knowing you are always connected to source, and much more. Get your copy today at lookingforangelsbook.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or your local bookstore. And now you can even get the audio version narrated by me and Scott through Amazon, Audible, and iTunes. I'm your host, Nicole Bigley, and you are listening to a listener series on a psychic story. Psychic listeners, welcome back. This is the first episode of a series that we are launching and doing for the podcast called Listener Episodes. And when Scott, Garen, and I announced that we are working and having a book related to angels and everything about them, we mentioned that we would love to hear your stories, both for the podcast, for this listener episode series, but also for the book. And so that is what we are here to talk about today. But before we get into all of that, I want to welcome Scott officially back to the show. Thanks, Nicole. Glad to be back and really excited about what's happening here, especially with the angel stories. I'll, I'll get into that in a minute. Yeah, exactly. Well, all right. So for those of you who may not have listened to that episode, you can go back and listen to it, where again, we announced the book that Scott and I are working on. There's a lot of information about his background, how it came to be and everything else. So I encourage you to stop where you are now. If you haven't heard it, go back, listen to that. We'll be sure to link it in the show notes. But Scott, I also just wanted to talk with you a little bit before we dive into the stories themselves that we've received about how are you doing (laughs) since we made the (laughs) announcement and how is the book coming along and all of that? Yeah, well, thanks. And, you know, I'm encouraged and exhausted at the same time. And uh, there's like more of a story to that. But I'm encouraged because usually in marketing, they say, you know, if you want a response from someone, you got to do waves of three, you know, waves of three phone calls, waves of three mailings. And we did the one episode, you know, 20 minutes long. And uh, I think it's over 50 now, 50 stories, voicemails, emails from a wide variety of people and situations. And it's so exciting to see that and read through them. And then also, at the same time, I I feel like in the last month or so, I've been like slogging through things. Like, so, you know, normally the way I kind of get in a good space I, I rely on music, you know, meditation music, inspirational, you know, and kind of get away, you know, alone and kind of get to where I want to be. The last month, it's just, it's just like I've been wading through crap, like waist deep crap. And I have to really work at it to get into a good space. And then some of the, uh, as a result of the episode, about our book, I call it my our, my coming out episode because a lot of my friends listen to it and they're like, 
gross. God, I didn't know you were into that stuff. And they kind of gave me. Really? That's funny. Yeah. yeah. And then some are like, um, I've made deep connections, people I've known decades. And it just like, oh, you know, we, we, we talk about things, in a, you know, on, on the same page. And then still others are like, uh, you, you know, are you into this because you're in, you know, you're hooked up with all your angel friends and, you know, I'm like, okay, <laughs> whatever. So, so it's been that kind of mix. I, I think listening to Anne Marie McKenzie's episode on numerology, things started to come together a little bit like, okay, well, it's not just me, you know, uh, and it's part of the what's going on, and especially the new year, which I had no clue that, you know, March is really the start of the new year, an energetic year and a numerological year. Mm-hmm. And that uh, this year is a time of change. The calendar doesn't really exist. <laughs> Right. Mm, People just kind of created it for commercial reasons. And also, I mean, I guess whatever. I mean, there could be a whole conversation about that, but you're correct. Energetically, the year doesn't really start until spring, birth, renewal, all of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So have you noticed any of that? Oh, yeah. But I want to, before I get into my experiences, I do want to kind of get to yours. It sounds like, because there's a lot to unpack there, right? You had your, I don't want to say psychic, but you had your coming out of the closet experience where (laughs) some people knew, some people didn't. That was probably a lot of information. Mm -hmm. Plus, you also were on the kids podcast, too. Right. So you announced the book and then we talked about intuition and kids and the overall psychology behind that and what that looks like. So there has been probably a lot of information that people that think or are close to you didn't realize that that was the case. So there's that process too. But then also to just get into like the last month or so and how you're feeling, I think it's a big thing. You are going through a moment where you're literally birthing something, right? It is a book. It's not a human being, but energetically (laughs) it is. It's the thoughts that have been kind of coming around in your mind. It is information that you're receiving from the universe and channeling and where you were in your I don't want to say prior life, but where you were earlier in your life before you retired was very academic and other things. And you really are diving deep into the spiritual now. I mean, there's no going back after this. So that's, I think, part of it too, right? So, Yeah. And, and, and this is different. I mean, I have, I have two other books that just kind of depicted my spiritual journey, you know, from when I was a teenager and my wrestling with um, organized religion and that type of thing and kind of steps that I took to kind of restart from a very difficult time I've had with organized religion, kind of starting a new, starting a spiritual life. But this is more real. This is like rubber meets the road in a sense. Mm-hmm. And, and in not only that, in, in I, what I noticed uh, prior to this is that there is a shift in uh, ways in the in the globe, people moving away from organized religion. The numbers indicate that, polls and surveys for the last 10 years indicate that. And then also people are considering themselves more religious and spiritual. Do you mean more spiritual than religious? Oh, yes. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah more spiritual <laughs> yeah. than religious. Yes. I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. And then what I kind of set up in my, what was set up in my life and what I wrote about was this, okay, I teeing it up. Uh, but now it's like, well, where, what do people do? Where do they go? You know, what, okay, fine. I'm, I'm spiritual. I'm out of organized religion, but what's the next step? And this is the right, next step. Right. That's what I love about it though, because you've shared your experience about 
your religious experiences diving in deep, really deep with that, which again, if you guys want to listen, you can go back to the episode we announced the book in, but also the kids podcast conversation that Scott and I have had for more detail, but there's that. So that's what's so exciting about this to me is that you are that person. (laughs) You are the person Mm -hmm. that would probably pick up this book and want to learn more about angels and science and angels and religion and what's the history of angels. If you were saying, okay, what is next? How do I connect with them? my spirit team, then that's kind of where I come in. Right. And that's, and, and also when you reached out to me, it was one of those things where I was like, okay, how is this going to work? Not because you're not a lovely person and I wasn't fascinated by the topic, but how does the content actually work from a book perspective and making sure that you have your voice? I have mine, but we know that our angels are the best matchmakers, which is fantastic. And here we are today, but Yeah, to answer your question about the experience that I've been having, it's been tough and, but tough in a good way. And I'll just kind of, I don't know, how do I, where do I even start? So in the last two months, I've gone through two laptops literally fried, done, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, But before (laughs) that, my television in my bedroom fried and died. So I needed to replace that. Then I needed to replace two laptops. And then also this printer I got primarily for this book so that I know everyone's like, why do you have a printer? I'm old school. I like to do things digitally, but I also like to have things in printed version. It just never worked. Wasn't connecting all of this. A lot of money later, got a printer. So I've it's been a very expensive couple months with technology. But also <laughs> it was just weird. Things were happening where there was one part I, I posted this on, on Instagram and stories where we were on deadline and I'm writing about God and universal source and oneness. And I had had my coffee and I'm all ready. And as I'm t- literally everything set up typing about God, my computer just shut down. And it was one of those out of 20 other experiences where we had deadlines and I just felt like I wasn't meeting them. And I seriously had to stop and say, okay, spirit team, do you want me to do this? (laughs) Like we, all of these things happen in such a synchronistic manner and timeline that it seemed like it was all teed up. And yet there were so many hurdles and obstacles where I felt like I was getting different signs and direction. Do we want to do it? Is this the right timing? Here's the topic. So there's a whole thing there, which I'm not going to get into other than I finally realized that one, it was part of my energy and the stress and me just wanting to get it out. But then there was a little bit of a play energetically to say, hey, this is a really powerful book and information that's coming out there for the listeners. And it's going to awaken a lot of people. It's going to tap people in more to their spirit team, their angels and everything. And it's not just words on a computer or words on a book or a page. This is energy. These are thoughts. This is information that's being channel by higher source. And it's not for me. It's not from you. It's coming from that place. And so there's a lot that's going to go into it. And as a result, you and me and others who are reading it are going to also heal wherever they are in that spiritual process of their journey. And that's really beautiful. It doesn't make it any easier when we're going through it by any means, especially you and me, right? But yeah, that's what I was getting. So. Well, so then it's curious, like how did the electronics you know, how did they short out? Is it something coming from you? Was it something coming from outside of that? Great question. So the first time it happened, the one in my bedroom, honestly, I just chalked it up to it's an old TV. 
had it for a while. It was its mm. time. It died and didn't really think much about it. But it was right around the time where you and I were starting to talk about the book. And in the evenings, I don't necessarily like to be on electronics by the end of the evening when I'm unwinding, but I was starting to turn it on to listen to music and to listen to other things. And just as I'm like decompressing in the evening, right? So I think it was just a combination of things. Uh, but then when I was getting to the laptops and I'm talking a Mac and then an HP, I mean, I was switching things up. I, I was thinking to myself, whatever that looks like. It just started to freeze all of them. And it wasn't because of astrology and the astrological Mercury and retrograde and everything else. It was starting to be an electronic situation where I think energetically I was just sending out information. Hmm. Uh, I would say information, energy that was doing that. But the weirdest part, and this is like, I've only shared this with a couple of people. I don't even think I told you this. The other day, literally about, what was it, four or five days ago, I walked into my living room and I looked at the one electronic source in my home technology wise that has not fried and died. And I looked at my television in my living room and I said, and it was turned off. And I said, thank you for not dying on me. <laughs> and literally when I looked at that television, it turned on. Oh, wow. And the cable box wasn't on. The remotes were Mm. on the other side of the room. My pets were outside. It turned on. And Mm. that was the, and Mm. most people say, oh, it was a ghost or it was something else. And I'm not saying I'm that powerful, by the way. It's not that telekinesis wise (laughs) or maybe whatever, but it was literally, my angels were like, this is the only thing that's going to get it into your head. (laughs) You are the one that is frying these electronics and you need to calm down. It's all going to be fine. We're going to get the book out. The messages are going to come. So yeah, uh, I don't want to talk too much more about it, but yeah, that's, that's what happened. The big winner is the consumer electronics industry. <laughs> right. Well, that's the other thing. It's like, how when did I buy all these things and were they around the same time? And then all of a sudden, yeah, exactly. So anywho, but aside from that, yes, the other big thing is going back to the healing part. There were just a lot of experiences that I was having as a result of it, as I'm sure you were too. We've had multiple conversations. We'll have more about that since then. But yeah, I want to get into the listener stories. So... Before I guess we dive into that too, just to kind of give you guys a little bit uh, again of a recap is, yes, we are writing the book. For the most part, the book is done, knock on wood, fingers crossed, all of that. So we've taken some of those stories that have already been submitted and putting them in the book. If you have been selected, we will be reaching out to you to make sure that we are getting all that signed, sealed, and delivered, that you're okay with us using the information. But moving forward, we're still going to continue to share listener stories related to all things, not just angels, but for this portion of the episode or the series, we are going to be talking about what you guys have shared so far. And also when you send these, whether it's through email, voicemail, through the 1-800 number, what have you, or on the website, because there is an option to go to the link and upload and, and share your information that way. We just ask that you either say and state that we can use your name and where you're from, or if you want us to use like a pseudonym or a different name, just for, you know, privacy reasons and all of that good stuff. But I would like to have you kick us off, Scott. So read the first listener story for us. Yeah, this came in on uh, the voicemail. And uh, this is from, we swapped her name out to Julie, middle-aged woman from Southern California. And it starts out, uh, back in uh, 22, I'd gone through a year where I lost three friends and I was incredibly depressed. I had no car and I had to move back with my mother in, so- in Southern California. Living there, I became so depressed, I gained 30 pounds and I just thought I needed to get some help. So I ended up going to a health ranch and diet facility at Duke University in North Carolina and I lost 40 pounds. I was feeling great about myself and I stopped drinking. 
Prior to that, I was drinking every night, just trying to get rid of, of the depression. And when I got home off the plane, my mom, who has an eating disorder and never weighed much over 100 pounds, said, well, I thought you would have lost more weight. I'm telling you this to put it in context because I felt like a, the black sheep in my family, especially with my mom and sister who were best friends. So I cried to my friends in North Carolina saying, I want to be anywhere else but here. And then about a week later, my mom told me that the three of us, my sister and I and her, were going to Hawaii. And we went to Maui to a nice hotel. And one night we went to a club and my mom and sister were dancing with guys and I was just sitting at the bar and decided to have a drink. I hadn't had a drink in six months or so, so it kind of hit me hard. I was getting more and more depressed and angry. And after two or three hours, we were leaving and I was drunk. We ended up getting in our rented Jeep and then got into a heated argument. My mother and sister started a tirade about how I had psychological problems, how I'm crazy, and other very hurtful things. And I decided right then and there, I was done with this life. I did not want to live anymore. I couldn't make it in this environment at all. And as we were riding in the highway, I opened the door to the Jeep and I tried to jump out, knowing that if I jumped out at that speed, there was no way I'd make it. But my mom and sister pulled me back in and I continued to just cry and cry. When we got back to the hotel, I knew I didn't want to go to the room with them, so I threw the key at them and went into the bathroom in the lobby. I continued to cry in the bathroom stall, saying to myself, I just don't want to live. I just don't know how I'm going to do this. I cannot live anymore. And then I heard a voice. It was about 2 a.m. There was no one in the lobby, and the voice said, Are you okay? It startled me, and I thought maybe I shouldn't be here this late. So I walked out of the bathroom, and I see this lovely lady with long, dark hair parted in the middle, wearing a muumuu-type dress. I noticed her name tag, Julie, which was my name. And I said, I'm sorry, should I not be here? I'll leave right now. And she said, no, no, don't worry, please don't worry. And then she looked at me right in the eyes and said, they were very cruel to you. They are very cruel to you. And I was shocked because I didn't think anyone up to that point ever acknowledged, seen, or witnessed the cruelty that I have gone through with them. And I answered, they are, aren't they? And she said, yes, they are. But uh, why don't you go ahead and follow me? And I followed her to the front desk and she began tapping on the hotel computer and said, let's get you a room tonight. I said, oh, no, that's okay. And she said, no, 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 this is the best. I don't want you to go back to that room with them. And I said, okay, but I don't have any money. She says, don't worry, let's just find you something. And then she says to me, why don't you give me your other last name? And I didn't think about this until later, but I don't know how she knew that I had another last name. I had been going my, by my stepdad's last name. So I gave her my real dad's last name. Perfect, she said, they won't look for that name. And then she said, let's go. Grabs the key and takes me up to this beautiful room overlooking the ocean. And it was much, much bigger than the room my mother and sister were sharing. She also said that she was gonna screen my calls so that if anyone would call, she would call me first and say, I've got Terrell on the phone for you, can I put her through? Making sure that I wasn't contacted by my sister or mother. Around the time I was talking to Julie on the phone, this guy comes up with a cart and jugs of water and aspirin. I drank the water, took the aspirin and went to sleep. I woke up around 10 a.m. the next morning and I saw that I had about an hour or so to check out. So I decided to write Julie a letter to thank her for giving me this room that I could never pay for. While I was writing that letter, another cart came up that had orange juice, iced tea, orchids, and continental breakfast. I was just blown away because I didn't have to pay for any of the stuff and also how she thought of me. So after I ate some, I took iced tea to go, put the orchid behind my ear, and I went down to the front desk with my folded up letter 
and said, I'd like to leave this letter for Julie. And the woman at the desk said, Julie? And I said, yes, Julie, who works here. And she said, we don't have a Julie that works here. And I said, well, yeah, you do. She's got long brown hair, probably works at the night shift. And the woman said, no, no, we don't have a Julie here. I said, you have to. She's wearing a muumuu and she has a hotel name tag. At this point, I didn't want to get her into trouble for giving me the room. I didn't want to be stuck with the bill or anything. So I wondered how much detail I'd give her. So I said, yes, she wears a muumuu, long brown hair, works at night. No, that's not our uniform, miss. This is what we wear. And she pointed to her khaki Bermuda shorts and Hawaiian type shirt and said, I've been a manager here for five years and I've never known a Julie to work here. I said, what about a different department? You must have a Julie, maybe in food services. No, we're a pretty tight family, and I've worked here for a long time. Unless she was here before I came, we don't have a Julie. So at this point, I'm slightly hungover, completely freaking out, like, what the heck? And so I asked around the food service staff and the housekeepers. I could not find a Julie. I decided to go back to the room just to make sure I'm not flipping out. And I see that the housekeeper's cart is there, but I don't see any housekeeper. The door was open and the room was sparkly clean. I guess they cleaned it within 10 minutes of me leaving it to the point that it looked like I had never been there. I double-checked the room key with the room just to make sure they matched. I went down to the front desk, gave the girl back the key to the room and said, so there really is no Julie? Maybe she goes by a different name? No, I'm really sorry. She was looking at me like I was just nuts. So anyway... I never could find her. I spent the next few days trying to find out if there was any Julie anywhere on the whole campus resort, and there never was. Then I knew that morning, after the shock settled in, that Julie was an angel, and it was possible that I would have really hurt myself if not for her and how kind she was to me. And I think that in those times, when we don't see a way out, someone will intervene from our higher soul family to let us know that we are loved, we are validated, and acknowledged for exactly who we are. And anyway, that's my story. I appreciate it. Love the show. Thanks so much. That's making me tear <laughs> <I> up. <know. laughs> that's so sweet and just amazing on so many levels. And I think, you know, I'd love to hear your perspective. It also shows me that it could be an angel can be somebody that literally is a human being and a person that is just channeling spirit and is helping you. And also these energetic beings, these celestial beings that can show up also in physical form, you know, depending. And regardless of the reason or how or what have you, the fact that it was such a kind, caring, loving experience that she had in a very dark time. Well, I mean, you know, my first thought was that, you know, in all the great religions, you know, Judeo-Christian tradition, Islam, Hinduism, they all have accounts of angels and spirits coming in, in, in the form of men and women. Uh, it's not all mystical, you know, flying, you know, wings flying around. Uh, it's regular people. So that was one thing. And then two, I thought that, you know, could it be an apparition? You know, she did say she was drunk. Now, you know, I have been drunk a few times in my life, but yeah, but still, you know, it, it's hard to explain that mm-hmm. unless she was totally mm-hmm. delusional and psychotic that there's something to this. And that's what I liked about this is that kind of, it kind of a real life experience. And she did try to find that this woman again, couldn't find her. Yeah. I think even afterwards, cause I know you, uh, cause I remember looking back at it when this was first submitted, it was long, right? So we have paraphrased a little bit and condensed it for the sake of time. And some of this may be in our book or may not, you'll just have to buy it and check it out. But is that 
She looked even after she left the property and went home too. She did a lot more research and finally she just gave up because she's like, okay. And, and the thing that I thought was amazing was she remembered the dress, the way the woman looked, uh, the name stood out, which is how she would remember the name. Because also if you had said to me, I didn't remember the name, whatever, that would have said to me, okay, it was inebriated or you just don't remember and maybe your facts aren't straight. But she remembered it because she said, the name tag was literally my name. And so therefore, I'm not going to forget. And then the fact that such a preface, right, was put on the name itself, that it was important for her spirit team or her higher self to remember the name so that when she went to the front desk and she asked, they're like, there is nobody here that's ever worked mm-hmm. here by that name. And I think, again, universe, the Lord, angels work in mysterious ways and miraculous ways. And I think that for me, I'm a firm believer that that was an angel experience um, and probably a celestial being that came and looked like a human mm. being in that instance. Yeah. And then you can't discount like where she was at. I mean, she was at total rock mm-hmm. bottom. And and how many times in our lives will we, we have dark times like that, uh, dark nights of the soul, that type of thing, where it removes all our boundaries, all our walls, and we are open uh, to things happening. So that was another thing that uh, kind of jumped out at me with this one. Exactly. Okay. Well, are you ready for my yes. story? Well, not my story, the story I'm going to read for you today. All right. Yes, I know. (laughs) This one is from Heather, and this is submitted by email. I don't know exactly the location, but she says, All of us had looked at the clock and seen the same number over and over again, and most of us believe they are signs from our spirit guides or angels and call them angel numbers. Oftentimes, we look up the meanings in a book or discount them altogether. However, the story I'm about to tell you will give you a fresh perspective and will leave you with proof that not only are there messages behind these numbers, but if you pay attention enough, they may change your entire life. My story is incredible, and it'll show you that there is without a doubt more behind the repeating numbers you've been seeing. You just have to talk back to them. It was a day like any other. I was finding myself driving home from work, noticing my favorite number all around me. My favorite number was appearing on license plates and billboards. Everywhere I looked, I could see my favorite number. The thing is, the numbers were scrambled, and this really threw me off. I wondered what the angels were trying to tell me. The thing is, when you see your favorite numbers, it could be a sign that you're on the right path. It could be a sign that tells you to keep going on. But on this day, it was totally scrambled. It was making no sense at all. Was I not on the right path? Going back to the book. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. when the electronics were frying. I was like, is this a sign that I'm not on the right path, right? The only way to know was to ask them myself. So at the next red light, I tuned in and I got the gut instinct from my angels telling me to play the lottery. I thought, how cliche is that? Angels asking a psychic to play the lottery. So Heather is a psychic. I thought about it for a little bit and decided that I'd listen to them. I was going to play the lottery. I literally said out loud to the angels, if I win this, it will for sure strengthen our bond. And I will know without a doubt that I am talking to you and I will never doubt what you give me again. That's also the, I'm asking for a sign or sign thing, right? Mm, yeah. When people ask for things and they get a sign and then they ask for something that's more meaningful. But yes, I totally know the feeling, Heather. I went into the store and I went to buy a lottery ticket, but the next day I checked the numbers and realized I didn't win. I started to cry. To be honest, I was heartbroken that the angels had let me down. When I asked them why, they said I did not lose. They said what I needed to look at the numbers that did come up. They said that the numbers are related to someone who I needed to spend more time with, someone who needed me. When I looked at the numbers that did pull up and come up on that day, the numbers that came up were 1959. I thought, wow, 1959. That could actually be some someone's birthday, but who? 
Later on that day, I asked my mom. She was the first person that I thought of. Mom, what year were you born? She replied, 1959. I was flabbergasted and so excited. I could not believe it. I told her the angels want us to spend more time together. When I asked how she was doing, she replied, I'm pretty good, but I just broke a rib. I replied, how the heck did you do that? Who breaks a rib? She said, oh, it's a long story. I'll tell you about it later. Then we just started chatting. And throughout that week, I made sure to contact her every day. The week after that, I received the news that my mom had cancer. I really didn't think anything of it, but soon I realized the message that I got through the lottery was that the angels were letting me know that I truly did need to spend time with her because it wasn't even three weeks until after her diagnosis that she passed away. She went to be with the angels that proved to me beyond a shadow of a doubt that they were with her and also with me. I am so grateful to the angels for sending me the numbers because I got to spend more time with my mom. I hope that by sharing my story, you too can see these numbers in your life. Maybe the next time you see repeating numbers, you'll get an intuitive hit to do something or to reach out to someone. Perhaps you can start to see the beautiful messages that may be waiting for you behind the numbers. That's great. What I like about this and comparing contrasting this with the first story is that when I was talking to my friend about uh, asking him if he had any angel stories, he goes, oh, no, I don't. I don't. Um, and I said, well, no, you know, it, all angel stories aren't this dramatic 12-foot being with wings in your bedroom at night. It can be other things. He goes, what are you talking about? <laughs> so I was just saying there's other things like seeing, you know. Yeah, really. You know, Mm-hmm. animals, your butterflies, these types of things. And so in this story here, the numbers certainly also kind of a tie into numerology as well. But there is another level that I think a lot of people are not aware of when they think about how God, spirit, uh, angels interact with us that is is subtle, but still very real. And they don't have to be all mountaintop experiences to be profound. Yeah. And the other thing that I, you know, was getting before this is I I did have to remember back when I was younger and also when I was starting to re-remember my spiritual journey and where I was and why I was there at that time. The numbers were exciting or the repeating signs, I should say, were exciting for me because you start to question, was that a sign? Mm. Is that for me? Am I reading too much into it? But what happens is when you start to trust and you start to just embrace that beautiful message, even if you're, if you think, and I'm using air quotes, making it up, what ends up happening is more and more of those messages start to come in and you start to see those synchronicities and you start to trust your intuition, that confidence builds up, that energy amplifies and things just start to flow more in your life. And it doesn't have to just be numbers. It can be, again, you can listen back to other episodes of the podcast where we've talked about angel signs with Heather Daniel and others as well. But ultimately over time, it just, it gives you that, again, confidence and motivation to start to understand how the universe and your spirit team is showing up for you in beautiful ways. Yeah. Curious, have you ever had an angel sign like that with repeating numbers? Do you get those at all? Well, in the last year, you know, increased enormously and um, not directed like this, not like where they had Mm -hmm. meaning. It's just that I've seen, especially in the last three months, I've been seeing you know, look up at the clock. Why, why did I look up at the clock at that moment? You know, and it's three, five. I just did a little while ago, three fives and then, you know, 11, 11. And I just smile because first, the, the frequency is so much higher than I ever had experienced before. And it just, for me, it just shows like, Hey, you're on, we're, we're here. You're on track. Keep going. Exactly. Exactly. 
Okay. So to round out our stories, so again, we mentioned that you can submit them by email. There's also a link on the website on a psychicstory.com that you can go and upload and share your information. But also there's a 1-800 number. If you were just hearing about this and it's news to you, don't know where you've been because it's at the end of every episode. Uh, but it's 1-800-880-1881. That's 1-800-880-1881. It has been extended so you can have a full 10 minutes to drop in your message. If you want to call back and pick up where you left off, if it's long, that's great. We love detail. We love information. But yeah, that is the number to call. And so we have a voicemail that we are going to play for you now. And then Scott and I are going to chat a little bit about it. So we're just going to go ahead and and hit play here for you. Hi, my name is Kelly and I live in North Carolina and I am leaving this voicemail because I only have an iPhone and it's hard to type out my experience on my phone rather than a computer. Um, I'm calling about your last episode you did and about your book and my angel experience. So I had it, well, my first angel experience, which I'll talk briefly about, was about 10 years ago. And I was doing a little bit of The Course in Miracles, but at the same time I was reading A Return to Love, which is based on The Course of Miracles. I was saying a lot of the things that Marianne Williamson had said to say, like, please let me see this situation differently, over and over again. And my marriage was falling apart and had been. And I was asking for help from my angels. And I had an experience of a miracle. And I can only say that it was a miracle because it changed my perception of what was happening in my life immediately. And I had, I think it was angels because I only had the feeling that it was angels. I didn't see anything, but I felt it. And I felt nothing that I can describe as an earthly feeling. I can only describe it as it was pure, pure love that came into my body and changed my whole perception of what was happening in my life. And I was, again, I think it was angels because I was talking to my angel. And um, I, my marriage completely turned around like, like a miracle, like a miracle. <laughs> Not something that I worked at. It just, boom, changed. And I can only say that 10 years later, I'm, my husband and I are extremely happy, joyful. It completely changed our perception. And I think it, his perception changed because mine changed. And we were able to live literally happily ever after. Weirdly, like, <laughs> we had to explain. I'm going to end this. But if you want me to explain it even more, I can. But that's, that's my story. Thank you. You have a great day. And I love your podcast. All right. Well, that was so amazing for a variety of reasons, but love to hear from you, Scott. What do you think about that voicemail and about that angel experience and story? Well, this one, in terms of the three stories today, this one is like right in the middle, you know? So you have the dramatic, you know, person, angel appearing as person, and then you have these signs and symbols. This one was an experience that was profound. You know, what struck me was that whatever, you know, she felt the love so powerfully that it changed her uh, and it changed her outlook on life, which is what she was looking for. You know, please, you know, help me to see this differently. And so you have this experience 
and uh, she's able to see that differently. But it's it's deeper than that because you could, you could say uh, on a lot of different levels, like, well, if you just change, you know, change the way you think about things, you know, you can change a lot, you know. And then the skeptic would say, oh, so I had a, a terrible childhood. I can just look at the good things, and then I'll mm-hmm. have a good childhood, and I'll feel mm-hmm. better. No, it's much much deeper than that, and it impacts us or can impact us in our capacity to love and our capacity to give when you make those connections and experience that yourself. So that is the one one big thing that uh, struck out to me with that with uh, with uh, this story because um, of the impact it had on her that was long lasting and that she had uh, that other people responded positively as well. They saw her mm-hmm. change in her. It changed their relationship and everything changed. And I also think that it brings through a very important point about what is a miracle, mm. right? You talked about the experience of is an angel coming down from the heavens in the sky with wings and a halo and, you know, the celestial being, or is it a person? Is it that you see the signs, but also in this instance, what is a miracle? Is it a miracle I'm suddenly cured by this disease. Mm. <laughs> is it, you know, a car was, you know, we hear numerous stories and situations where people would have been potentially killed in car accidents or other things. And all of a sudden they leave unscathed and the car's crushed or whatever it is. And so there's those types of miracles. But I do think that we don't, we fail to remember that there are miracles in everyday aspects of our lives. And we just discount them. Just like we think about the signier sign that I need Am I on the track? Am I on the right track? Am I heading in the right direction? There's miracles there too. And in this instance, it was through her and the energy shift is what you were talking about. And through her energy shift and her perspective and perception about the situation, then that had a ripple effect of those around her and her relationship. And miracles can happen on all of those levels, right? And just her power and faith and belief and what that looks like with her team, but then also trusting in the feeling and the energy she was picking up transformed that. Yeah. And and there's another aspect that intrigues me uh, about this uh, and other experiences that, so this experience that she had was profound and it changed her ability to, to, to view herself, uh, to give love, you know, maybe removed her boundaries. Maybe she felt more secure, whatever it may be, but it seemed to be more, I hate to say it's almost physiological uh, in a sense that it changed how her brain worked, you know, in that way, rather than like, you know, to the example, oh, I can just think about things differently and I'll be fine. No, well, there's more than that. And there's maybe some rewiring going on there. And what the tie-in that I that I see sometimes is that people with the Kundalini experience talk about an, an electric a type of uh, charge and then severe headaches sometimes. Um, and again, and talks about that in her story, uh, and others as well. And I wonder, it'd be great to study this is that is there something else going on when we make spiritual connections? Is there some sort of a physiological change that goes on as well? Yeah. No, I think it's an excellent point, not to oversimplify it, but when you think about it, that we're all energy and energy never dies. It just is reformed 
And the fact that technically our physical bodies and the things around us are are not really physical. Mm. It's just that they're vibrating at a certain pace that allows us to actually see it. So when that physiological aspect is changed through the psychological or whatever else in the intention, then everything else is impacted from it, you know? Absolutely. And I I think this is a great example of that. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Okay, so where do we go from here? I just think this was a little bit of an appetizer, a preview (laughs) before dinner about the main event, the book, everything else, to share with you guys some ways that you, again, can share your stories, whether they're about your spiritual transformation and your journey, questions you have, that sort of thing, whether they're about haunted experiences, supernatural experiences, what have you. They don't have to be just about angels or your spirit team. But again, we asked and you guys delivered. You've been sending us. We still get some. I received some earlier today, sharing them constantly with Scott for us to, again, share on the podcast. And eventually we want to maybe have people on and talk about them too live. But for now, this is just the easiest way to start to share this information with you guys, I guess, as fast as possible in a meaningful way. I don't know if there's anything else, Scott, that you wanted to share so far about either the book, the stories that we've received, your experiences with writing, and also working together. (laughs) Yeah, I think the big thing, it's this is sort of a continuation of the psychic story episodes because we all, I'm sure I speak for all of us, <laughs> that we're all fascinated by the stories that the guests have. And so this is a way to kind of share everyday experiences and, and experiences mm-hmm. that we all can, you know, yeah, we're all not master numerologists or mediums, but we can hear, you know, how uh, spirit works in uh, the ways of everyday life. Yeah. No, thank you for that. Because I I have been getting a little bit of feedback that people were saying, hey, it would be great to hear from the everyday person or the average person. We're not we're not all average. (laughs) We're all we all are very unique in certain ways, especially spiritually and with our energy and the resonance. You guys have heard me say that. But yes, it's it's more relatable in different ways that we're hearing those experiences from others. So thank you for that. Uh, I did want to kind of put in a little bit of, of a plug, and that is when this episode airs, that we are still looking for maybe some more specific stories around archangels or around deities. So think of deities as, you know, other godlike type of beings like Ganesh and others. So if you happen to have those or even just some stories, you can consider angels or guardian angels as being loved ones from the other side too. So if you have those kind of ones, but specifically we are looking for archangels and ascended masters and deities related to that. So if you have those, please send those in as well. They're all part of our spirit team, but we we are looking for those. Right, Scott? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And then that, as I mentioned before, I mean, that's the next step, like a concrete step in spiritual journey for many, many people is is delving into this subject, you know, asking, being mm-hmm. open to ask for signs, for to meet your angel team, to meet your angel, to see how they're involved in your life. And I've been seeing glimpses of that happening, uh, and I look forward to more. Ooh, we can't end with that. What's a glimpse? <laughs> well, like, you know, like my spirit animal, <laughs> yeah. Shira. Yes. Um, okay. Got yes. it. Got and it. Then, yeah. Um, yeah. Just it's more like subtle, more more synchronicities, mm-hmm. those types of things. And then and then just the feeling of a, of someone supporting me. You know, like, um, like even in this this podcast, I say like, oh, you know, did I say the right thing? I forgot to say this, I forgot. and I get like a, a hit on my shoulder, 
and someone says, mm-hmm. I got this. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think it could be Gabriel, you know, just saying, Hey, I got this. You know, we got the, we'll get the message out. So like that type of thing is a little yeah. weird. Yeah. Uh, you know, for mm-hmm. me, <laughs> but, but for mm-hmm. others, yeah. it's not. And uh, so it's a journey and we go at our own pace. I think that's the key thing uh, that we go at our own pace. Well, I appreciate you and our partnership on this. It's been a fun, wild ride. Never thought that writing a book, because I've written books for other people, ghostwritten, written plenty of stuff throughout my 23-year career in communications, channeled a bunch of stuff. Never thought it was going to be like it was uh, up until now, but in a good way. There were a lot of surprises, I would say. Yeah, and on one hand, uh, I thank you. And on another hand, I blame you. (laughs) <laughs> I know the other day you were like, I, I, it's your fault. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh no. <laughs> you're the one, by the way, just for the record, you reached out to me. I did. You sent me an email. I did not reach out to you. So yes, just for the right. record, Got everyone heard it here. Recorded. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, again, if you have a story, a listener story that you would like to have on the podcast in our series, please submit that. You can email contact at a psychic story.com. You can go to the website, a psychic story.com forward slash story submission, and you can leave it on voicemail. Again, that number is 1-800-880-1881. Thanks all. Thank you. Thank you for listening to A Psychic Story. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and join the conversation on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. All episodes are free on your favorite podcast player or at a psychicstory.com. Have a question? Is there a topic you'd like to hear more about or have a suggestion for a future guest? Send an email to contact at a psychicstory.com or leave a voicemail message at 1-800-880-1881. We'd love to hear from you and you may even be featured on a future episode. If you're interested in booking a session with me, you can do that directly on the website. And if you want to hear even more content hosted by yours truly, check out my other show, Supernatural Matters. Reminder that you are automatically entered to win either a free 20-minute intuitive or energy healing session with me if you leave five stars along with a positive review. Currently, reviews can be left on Apple, Stitcher, Podchaser, or CastBox podcast players. Don't forget to email contact at a psychicstory.com when you do, because it allows me to get in touch with you if your name is pulled in the drawing. Your name stays in until you win.